Welcome to the PA Podcast. I'm Olivia Coftry, one of the two co-founders of Oriel Partners, a boutique PA and administrative recruitment consultancy based in Mayfair. The business was launched in 2018 with the aim to provide the highest quality of service to both our clients and candidates, following three main values, honest, kind and fun. Providing an honest and transparent service to our clients, to be kind and helpful to our candidates and to have fun in the office in a supported working environment. Part of the reason of launching our business was to inspire others and hence this PA podcast has been launched. I will be interviewing a number of successful PAs across a variety of industry sectors to provide current industry knowledge, explain how they got to where they are today and discuss the skills required to be successful in their roles. So this week we have Nikki Cato with us. Welcome. Hello. <laughs> so I'll do a quick synopsis if I can get it right. So Nikki's a candidate who I've known for a long time. She spent four years working for Channel 4 as an events manager slash PA and left to work at Spring Restaurant where she was PA to the Michelin starred chef and the operations director. And then when the operations director left, she took Nikki with her and she did a brief stint with a TV production company and then joined GAN, um, the gaming company where she was EA to the CEO. Loved that and then went and worked and did a stint in recruitment herself. And now she is with a fintech firm in Victoria. Have I got that right? Got it right. Fab. So I think over to you, Nikki, what would be really good is just to get an understanding of your career history and how you got to where you are now and what the thought process was behind that, really. Well, I think, if I'm perfectly honest, I didn't really have any thought process. I didn't know what I wanted to do at university. My parents always said I was very good at organising, so I decided to do the party degree in events. <laughs> um, so off I went to Leeds, did my degree in events, came back... And still didn't really know what I wanted to do. Getting into events was really hard. They were asking people for like sponsorship um, experience. It was a lot of selling. And that's kind of where I fell short because I was really good at the organising. And then by sheer luck, I was just did a bit of work for my father's company in London. These two guys walked in. He had a recruitment company and said they were looking for an assistant like to help them out with this new contract. And I was just helping them out all in the office there and then. And they said, we don't want anybody else. We want Nikki. Great. Um, if you can sign the deal, we'll, terms and everything, we'll take her to start tomorrow. And that was that. So that was at a law firm in on Fleet Street. And I was with them for a few months before the ops director there left. He and I just stayed really close. We were really good friends throughout the end of it. And then he and I were just going for drinks one evening and he said he just started Channel 4. And he was like, I'm really stuck. I need a new events manager. Do you know anyone? I said, you know, my degree was in events. And he's like, you're joking. I was like, really good knowledge of my CV here, Paul. <laughs> and um, I said, yeah, and he was like, brilliant, come in for an interview tomorrow. Um, I then had to go through this really weird interview process where I had to meet with somebody from Channel 4 and I had to name a show that had meant something personally to me. Gosh, what did you say? Well, I think I actually quite nailed it because they did a documentary on the pipe through Ireland, through the um, oil thing. It was called the Rossport Five. It was this huge uproar in Ireland. My family's Irish. Ah. And the pipe went through my grandmother's village. And so I said it meant something to me because they highlighted an issue that nobody in the UK about knew in England, but only in Ireland. And, you know, they'd gone to prison, everything. 
And I just said to her, I said, it meant something to me that you highlighted an issue that people didn't know about. Who knew I actually had that in me? <laughs> I was just like... Well, you obviously nailed it. She got walked, as I walked out, I called my mum. I was like, Mama. I was like, you won't believe it. Highland's come in strong. <laughs> I was like, I've got the job. And then I started like a week later. And I loved it at Channel 4. It was so much fun. Um, we had, you know, my boss there, Paul, he and I had the best relationship. He said, start from scratch. He said, I don't like how it works. Whatever you do will be right. He said, "What if, if you do something wrong, do it wrong and we'll figure it out. I did a lot of things wrong. Oh, no. I saw the rule book and I kind of just ignored it um, and would just make stuff happen even though I wasn't meant to and I'd go out of my way to make things happen for other people. I would bend the rules or as the head of department say, I just slipped the, you know, the finger to the rule book. Um, but I just got it done and I was there for about four and a half years and I loved it. I was there throughout the launch of the Paralympics, which was so inspiring to be around. Um, and that was exhausting. I think we, you know, we didn't go on any holidays throughout the summer and the build up to it. That afterwards, that my, the health and safety manager, the head of customer services and I went to Greece where it rained for a week in October because we were just so exhausted. Um, and then I, whilst I was there, the head of department helped me, um, well, her PA asked me to kind of help cover her on sick leave. She then went on mat leave, so I stepped in. Um, as it was August times, so it was quite quiet in events. And so I, you know, did so much stuff for her, head of her HR, all of that. And I realised just how much I loved, you know, being a PA, getting you know involved with the diary, the organising, you name it. Um, but I got to a point where there really wasn't anywhere I could go within Channel 4, so I decided to look elsewhere. And I got this opportunity to work for Spring and, and Sky in particular. Um, you know, she's been amazing what she's done at Petersham Nurseries. The concept of what she's doing is this, she has this biodynamic farm in Hereford and they supply all of the produce for the restaurant. So it's that whole like farm to table concept. Mm. I mean, it is so beautiful and her food is exquisite and you know, everyone there is so talented. And I was like joint PA to her and the operations director, as well as helping create their private dining events program. So utilizing what I'd done at Channel 4 while still being like joint PA. And both of them had two very, very different characters. One was very methodical, had a list. The other one was like a butterfly. We'd flit from one thing to the next. And More it was creative in her style. Very, very creative. And so I'd have to switch my brain every five minutes into the really organised, methodical, let's get this done, how are we going to do it, what's going on here, to let's go try ice cream. This new flavour is meant to be amazing. And so it was really hard to kind of manage both personalities and neither of them worked. From Outlook, it was all a handheld diary. Oh my goodness, why? Why did they do that? Just old school. They just didn't have Outlook. It was so hard. So if you needed to change something in their diary, you'd what, get a rubber, rub it out and... yeah re-put it in. Yeah, and just try and find their diary if they'd even brought it in that day. Gosh, Nikki, that's a challenge. <laughs> it's so hard. And you couldn't convince them to become a bit I, more technical. I did with one, and that took about a year to do. And the other just wasn't. She was just set in her ways. Well, if you've got a style, then it works for you. So, yeah. Well, you certainly adapted your working style accordingly. Um, and then what happened? So from there, the operations director left um, and I adored working with her. She was utterly brilliant and I really loved her style of working and she, her style of working has very much shaped who I am today. Mm -hmm. 
She's been my mentor. She still is. She's a friend. I love her. I think she's fantastic. And because of her, it's a huge part of who I am today and the way in which I work. I mean, I still have the same notebooks that we both had when we were at spring. It's super sad. It's super weird. Mm. But it's just how I do things. And I have to do it exactly the same way that we did together. But it's because of her as to where I probably am today. So that training has really stuck with you. Yeah. So you then left the hospitality world and I went into gaming. <laughs> so different. <laughs> it is, but being a PA EA is exactly the same, just different things. And don't get me wrong, I went into gaming and there's still a large part of it that I genuinely had no clue what they were talking to me about. And we'd go into like the senior management meetings and the dev team would be talking about like product and the coding. And I would just sit there with literally not a clue as to what's going on. And everyone would be like, you're taking key action points down. I'm like, yeah, sure. Did you learn quickly? Yeah, I did. I What I learned to do was record. I said to them, do you mind if I record the meeting? And they said no. So I'd always record it and play it back over and over and over again until I could work out what the key points were. And Google probably was Google was my best friend. But we often talk in the office about the different industries. And some candidates are very, very focused on one over another. But I would always say that there are creative cultures in corporate companies. And then there are corporate cultures in some creative companies. And actually, we work across all industry sectors because I do believe that a PA in one industry still uses the same skills as another yeah yes there might be as you found out at the gaming company language that you need to pick up but the principles are the same well the language changes but what you're doing especially as a peer you're doing the diary and inbox management that fundamentally doesn't change mm, mm. you're still doing the, the basics you know you're booking their travel you're god you're doing absolutely everything but the industry can change but you what your role there is so you're not there to run the company you're there to make the ceo you know, whoever you're supporting his life as easy as possible. Yeah. Not to run it. Well, that's my personal Yeah, view. absolutely. And so after that, what came oh, well, Then you did a stint in recruitment. So I did that. For working again, it was so full on. It was literally 24-7. I'd get calls at one in the morning. And is that because your boss travelled internationally? Yeah, so he travelled predominantly in the US. So it was very much an East Coast, West Coast schedule. I'd get calls at one in the morning. You know, if there was a problem, I'd be dealing with it till three, four, five in the morning. And so afterwards, I was so exhausted. I think I slept about a week as the role was being moved to Las Vegas. And I just wasn't really down for moving. What, you didn't fancy a move to Las Vegas, Not Nikki? living on the strip. No, thanks. <laughs> Watching Britney every night in concert. Oh, I know. That would have been amazing. But no, I just didn't, you know, my Irish colouring, like I mentioned earlier, does not bode well in the desert, if I'm honest. So you politely turned that one down. So politely turned that down. Took a bit of a break over the summer. And then I wasn't really sure what I wanted to do. I was being really specific. And another recruitment company said, you've been, you've listing everything. You're making it super hard. And I think it's because I'd, you know, been working for so many different people. I knew exactly what I wanted. Mm -hmm. And they said, would you ever, have you ever thought of recruitment? It's like, No. But you're a natural people person, so I can see why that yeah. shone through for them. Um, and I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it. It was so far out of my comfort zone. I remember sitting on my first day thinking, what have I done? <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. Are they mad? Are they actually mad for thinking I can do this? Um, but I did it for a year and I loved it. And they were so nice. And 
they made everyday fun and everyone was so helpful and when I didn't know what I was doing I could just look at someone and just I didn't even have to speak someone would just be there to help you and support you that's so nice that you had that support being part of a team that's what I think I really missed you know my last role I was literally sitting in an office like my own ivory tower away from everyone and you know when your boss is traveling all the time there's no one to talk to um general day-to-day hi how are you there was there's nothing mm, so, so it became quite lonely became really lonely so when I you know got involved with the team and the girls in the recruitment company it was so nice and I really just missed that what I missed more was being a PA I love organizing I am so OCD over it that I have to my current boss now when he travels I go over and hang out hang out near him I'm like you're giving me anxiety because you've not left <laughs> And he's like, I don't want you twitching. I was like, I've been twitching for the last hour and a half. Please leave. And he's what, like... because you want him out the door I just want, I want him out. I was like, your flight's in like two and a half hours and you're in the office. I was like, my anxiety is at DEFCON 1. Please just go. And he's like, okay, fine. But that's because I just am so obsessed with how everything has to run to a schedule. And there's going to be times where it just doesn't work. Yes. But... I just miss being a PA, so... So you're now back in the... Well, you're kind of back in the tech world again. Back in the tech world again. Do you, are you understanding it I actually now? understand what's going on okay, this time. Okay, good. It's actually a lot easier to understand. Okay. They're not near the code as all developers, so <laughs> keep me... I'm fine away from them. And who are you supporting in your current role? I look after the CFO, the Global VP of People, and the COO. Okay, so three. So three very different characters. And how do you divide your time up between them? So one in particular takes up, I'd say, 80% of my time. And it's very clear that I had to look after him the most. Okay. And get him kind of settled and sorted and just help him out. Um, But I suppose I also know what's going on day to day because I actually understand now what the company's doing. I can work out what needs to be prioritised and what doesn't. And that makes it easier. It makes it so much easier. Yeah. And what are your hours like in this new company? So good. I know no more one two o'clock in the morning calls I emailed when I was on holiday last week and my boss replied step away from the phone and walk away switch off your emails oh that's so nice I know I haven't had that in so long so that was really great um so hours about 8 30 to 5 or 9 to 6 or and it's completely flexi whatever I want really do you ever work from home um, I can do. Okay, so they're um, modern in the way they, they yeah, run totally that. modern. I mean, it's a tech company. I mean, everything's app based, mm-hmm. so we have our own app. Everything is brilliant. And what would you say it is that you love the most about your current role? At the moment, I've never worked in an office where I can honestly say every single person there is so nice. So I, it's the culture. It's the culture. Every single person wants to help you. I mean, on my first day. My boss came over and said, I've got a new starter. I was like, fantastic, great. He's like, can you help me support her, you know, transitioning? Sure. I was like, when's she starting? So I can get the whole process set up. Two hours. <laughs> what? <laughs> I was like, there's a five-day lead time. And he went, I'm sure you'll figure it out. It's like, okay, fine. <laughs> so, so I just wandered over to the HR team and I said, like, help. I was like, who am I supposed to speak to? And did this poor person arrive Arrived on time? everything. Everything I, was there. Yeah, everything was there. And the HR team was so nice. I came over and I don't know who I meant to speak to, but this is the situation. They went, let me guess. So and so I was like, yes. They're like, we'll help you. I was like, thank you. Oh, so the support network's oh. there. Is it a big company? Yeah, it's about 800 globally. Oh my goodness, okay. 
And, and that... you had two hours to sort out the new starter. Oh, my goodness. Okay. <laughs> it's called a fireball. I get thrown a lot of them and I have to catch them and put them out. That's how but I look at it. you probably like that. I love it. And I then am... you can never say what's going to happen in your day. No, every day is totally different. So my next question was going to be what your daily regime is. <clears throat> um, is there a part of the day which always runs the same? Or anything that you do every day, whatever else is going on? Yeah, so every day I check the diary because it inevitably will have changed overnight. Is this online this time? It is. Everything's online. Okay. I love it. No paper diary. No paper diary. Everything is colour-coded to how I want it. I'm so happy. How do you colour-code? What do you mean you colour-code everything? Everything's colour-coded. So even on my list is colour-coded to who I'm looking after. Oh, I see. So for the CEO is orange, VP is green, and finance is purple. So you Their diaries then reflect those colours so I know exactly who's I'm looking at and then I colour coordinate all of theirs so it's travel is all one thing so it looks exactly the same across mm, I like it top tip just makes it easier yeah and visually easier yeah. as well so diaries the first thing anything else diaries first happens? thing I always sit down with the COO every morning because he has the craziest day um, and the craziest <clears throat> excuse me craziest meetings um, so it's him and I always go for a quick coffee downstairs, um, to some great little coffee shops in Victoria mm. and just go through the day. And how important do you think that communication is? It's so important. You have to communicate with whoever you're working for, especially when you're looking after multiple people. Definitely. I agree with that. I think we get a lot of, uh, candidates and one of their main bugbears is the lack of communication. Um, and it, it then makes it really hard to build the relationship anyway. Well, it makes it so hard. And also, sometimes with an email, you just don't... You can't get the vibe from someone in an email. Like, one of my bosses is really direct in his emails. It, I just literally just get one-word responses, but that's not his personality. When I go and speak to him, you know, we're laughing, we're joking, but then I go back and send him an email, I get a one-word response. Just his manner on the email. And so, exactly, and it's just so the communication with them, for me, you know, face-to-face -face is so important. Mm, absolutely. And are there specific skills you need to be successful in your role now? I think you just need to be super organised. You've just got to not be afraid to push back as well. You can't be a wallflower. You have to say, I don't think that's right. And upward manage. Yeah, you have to. But I think the most important thing is to manage their diaries and also be flexible when things are going to change. Mm -hmm. Have you had any big challenges along the way? Yeah, I've had some ridiculous challenges. What's the strangest request you've been given or the most challenging one you've had? The strangest one was I was working for someone in my career and she gave me her food shopping list. And <laughs> on it was nice chicken. Nice chicken. Nice chicken. That was it. As A nice steak. Farm, reared, corn-fed chicken. What, but what was that, though? Was it a hole? Was it a leg? Was it a breast? What was it? What did you do? So I said to her, I said, excuse me, can I just ask a quick question? And I got so shut down. It was unbelievable. She went, I don't have time for your questions. So I went to this butcher's, and I must have looked so lost. And he went, are you okay? And I was like, I'm looking for some nice chicken. And he went, oh, let me guess, you're so-and-so's new PA. I was like, yes. Ah. And he went, it's a large, whole, organic chicken. I was like, good to know. And he went, these are the steaks? I was like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and did you mind doing those kind of personal errands? Or do you like that? I don't mind doing it because it just means your day is completely varied. I mean, I'd need a bit more direction than nice chicken, but... 
apart from that, I'm really good. I don't mind, it gets you out of the office as well. Yeah, absolutely. And apart from being super organised, do you think that you have top tips to being a PA? Um, I, gosh, that's so hard because I think you've, like, we've gone back, talked about communication. That is mm-hmm. so important. Um, but also adapting. So if you're looking after multiple people, you have to adapt to their personality. You have to adapt to their style of work. You can't force your way of what, you know, force your style of working on them because, you know, they've been working like this way longer than you have. So you have to change. So mm. if it means you're working from a handheld diary, then you're working from a handheld diary. Um, I think it's just so key to be able to be adaptable and not be afraid. You know, they've hired you for a reason. They they believe in you. So you've got to believe in yourself as well. Mm, absolutely. And then just moving on to the recruitment processes that you've experienced. Have there been good ones? Have there been bad experiences? Have there been interviews that you found you know worked better for you than others? You've obviously had lots of interviews in your career. So can you expand on that a little bit? I think absolutely. I mean, some recruitment companies, you know, have pushed me so hard down the wrong path I'm like you're not understanding me and you know I think from where we've been chatting we've talked about my CV is very creative led and I've been sent to some banks and it's just they weren't getting me and I was like I don't think you're understanding it and it's so important that when you meet a recruiter like yourself that you get me Mm. so well and I think it's so important to find a recruiter who really understands you your personality your CV um, because if they don't, you're just going to go to all the wrong interviews. Absolutely. And would you say that was when you were more junior in your career? Yeah, absolutely. And, I, you know, you don't really know yourself. You, it takes time. You're going to make mistakes in your personal life. You're going to drop some absolute clangers in your work one. Man, have I dropped some absolute whoppers. I did one today. My boss is not happy with me. And I'm just, like, nervously laughing about it. <laughs> And it is worth <laughs> mentioning you did get back from a very long haul flight yesterday and went straight to the office having had zero sleep, Nikki. Oh no, this is true. And I, I dropped an absolute clangor. And he walked over and I just started to hide behind my desk and I started to drop my head lower. And he was like, just so we're clear, I'm really unhappy. And I was like, yeah, totally appreciate that. I'm really sorry. What are you going to do about it? Oh, there's nothing I can do. I sent it out. It's already gone. Oh, gosh. There's no An re- email. There's, there's no recall available on this one. Even with the tech company, can't yeah, you? Yeah, no, I tried. Too, too late, fine. I tried, almost cried to the IT please, please help me. So the thing is, when you do make those mistakes, own it. Absolutely, own You've up and be honest. You've got to own it, because if you don't, you're just digging yourself into a bigger hole. And I think that's so important like, in the whole recruitment process. When they ask you if, if you've made a mistake, own it. And say, yeah, you have, but always say you come back with a solution. I think that's so important. Yeah, and use those more challenging questions as opportunities yeah, to show your, your strengths. And, you know, they will appreciate that more because they will then see that you have made mistakes. Everyone's human. You are going, to, that's going to happen. And if you can own that in the interview, they're going to see you in a much better light than anybody else. And with the company that you work with now, how quickly in the process did you get to meet the people that you currently support? So on the second stage of the interview. And is that really important to you to meet them? Yeah, I think it's so important. I think if you are going to be, you know, looking, I didn't meet all of them, I only met two. But the other ones, I was just told he'll be fine. And he is, he's brilliant. I absolutely adore him. Fangirl after him, it's hilarious. Just walk around the office like, where is he? Has anyone seen him? He's ignored my diary. 
Do you sometimes wish you had trackers on them? Oh, I even find, said that to him the other day. Find my friend on the iPhone? Yeah, I said, can you keep your phone on you? Or I mean, you know that when you've lost those keys, you've got like a little alert. Oh, yes. Because I spent my entire day, my step count went up to 18,000 the other day just because I was looking for him. <laughs> Gosh. But so the interview process, yes. the more you can spend time with the people that you support, yeah, it's so important more valuable for they, you. They're going to, you know, they're going to show you their personality. So show yours too. Absolutely. Do not be afraid to show who you really are. Mm-hmm. I got my job at GAN because I made a, you know, Game of Thrones joke. And the CEO is a huge Game of Thrones fan. So so letting your personality shine through. You've got to. It's so important. And I also always remind my clients it is a two-way process. Yeah. You know, they've got to be able the, to impress you just as much as you've got to impress them. We're interviewing them. them as much as they're yeah. interviewing us. Absolutely. So any interview top tips? Yeah, do your research. I did one where I just completely winged it and she wanted to know like real in-depth about the company. I was just like, I haven't a clue. I think that one is so important. <laughs> and it always yes. shows. It did and I just walked out and I was like I deserved that yeah well you learnt your lesson yeah exactly absolutely and long term what's the what's the plan next Nikki I don't know I'm really enjoying these guys I don't want to leave them I want to be with these guys for a while I think yeah. what they're doing is so amazing the story behind this company is just so humbling and inspiring mm. Um, and how important do you think that is to be passionate about the product or the company that you work for? I think it's so important because, you know, I was even talking to a guy on my flight because I didn't sleep for 12 hours. I might as well speak to the people next to me. He'd actually heard of my company and it's basically it's a remittance um, company. He was like, yeah, I send my money back to my family in South Africa. Oh, wow. And I was like, that's so amazing. And just hearing that, it's so to be involved in a company that's doing such amazing things and to be passionate about something I think is so important yeah and you've also always stayed in contact with your previous bosses yeah. and worked for them several times exactly the ops so, director she's just fantastic I love her so that's so key for you as well yeah really. it's the relationships for me is so important you've got to build on those relationships and with technology changing do you see the PA role adapting or not really Yes and no. So we actually discussed this just before I went. And yes, to a certain degree there is. But in terms of the, you know, if there's a last minute change, you know, the internet's not going to be able to do it. You need to be able to pick up the phone. Mm. Sometimes I just find picking up the phone is so much more efficient than just writing an email. Um, As you get that vibe again, that goes back to the whole, you know, one-to-one, face-to-face on the phone. Mm. You get a much better idea of the situation you're in versus AI doing it for you. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And do you use apps to do jobs now that historically you've had to do? Definitely. What's your favourite app? At the moment, well, we use one called Slack. It's just basically like a messenger one. And it's absolutely brilliant. You can send all your documents, documents through it. It's really quite cool. It's like, yeah, it's just like WhatsApp, but for a company. We also have like our own social network at where I work now. Like a Facebook but just yeah. for your business. And what's the advantage of that? It's really good because I use it to because there's so many people. Yeah. I can't tell you who I'm meeting or who my boss is going to meet. So I can go onto it and look at their profile page and get their pitch and I can send it to your s- boss. To my boss and say this is who you're meeting. Oh brilliant. And that makes such a difference. And you talk a lot to the PAs who are based in other offices or globally when you're There's boss... only four of us. Oh really? There's only four of you. <laughs> We're all in London. And do you work all quite closely together? So I sit opposite the EA to the CEO and I have a great relationship with her. Sometimes we just look at each other and nervously laugh when 
it's just going so busy. You know, tensions can be quite high or just the mood in the office is just really weird. And you just nervously laugh because that's the only way you're going to get through the day. But it's nice to have someone to share. Yeah, your and it goes and back to it. like that whole team being involved in a part of a team. You know, I went on holiday, they picked it up for me. So you have the cover there. Yeah. Fab. And is there anything else that we might not have covered just with regards PA support or the interview process or anything that you've been involved in that you felt was a really valuable tip? They're they're going to throw you a curveball in the interview. So be prepared. Be prepared. Just don't be, be, you know, be prepared because it may not even be about the company. Yeah, it could just be about you yeah, asking something and just, challenging. More, exactly. than, more than anything, it's to see how you react. It's never a right you or know, wrong. I've been asked, have I ever done anything unethical? I was like, well, <laughs> probably have, but I'm just not going to say that, am I? <laughs> that will go down well. Honesty is always the best policy to a certain point. <laughs> exactly, then it's like, oh, no, I haven't. <laughs> Oh, Nikki, well, it's been so fabulous chatting to you. I could actually sit here and chat I for know. hours more. I always I... feel like that with you. Every time I do, we spend the first like half an hour catching hour up. I catching know. up more oh, than anything. It's been such a pleasure. So thank you so much for joining us. My pleasure. This has been really inspirational. And it's always just so fascinating hearing about how people got to where they are today and the process that they've gone through. Because I think it is always a stepping stone and there's no such thing as a, a bad experience. You know, even if it's one that you haven't enjoyed, I feel like it's a positive one to allow you to work. Yeah out what is going to be right exactly i mean i've worked for some pretty weird people but let's hope they're not listening today be super awkward <laughs> can you imagine but i have worked for some really weird people but i wouldn't i wouldn't change that yes because you've learned because i've learned and, it developed and i've you. also you know learned what i did you know what i wanted to do who i didn't want to work for what the kind of people the company everything so you have to make you know those bad jobs those decisions and your first job isn't going to be paying 30k. Mm. It's And it won't be your job forever, no, or highly it's, unlikely. It's, you know, it's going to be paying pretty low. You're in London, accept it, but you are going to move and you are going to go up the ladder and it will get better. Um, and you're living proof of that. And I'm living proof of that. Oh, well, <laughs> time to go home and get some sleep, I think. It is. Well, my husband just had an emergency for wisdom teeth out today, so oh. he is pretty spaced out right yes. now. Yes, time to go and look Ice cream for him. dinner. What the best <laughs> night, though. Fab, well, thanks again, Nikki, and thank yeah, you so pleasure. much for listening. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to the Oriel Partners PA podcast. I hope you found this informative and inspiring. If you are looking for a new PA role or know anyone else who might be, please do point them in our direction and we would love to assist. The web address is orielpartners.co.uk and our office number is 0207 101 Job hunting can be a very daunting experience and we are fully aware of that and ready to support and guide you through the process. We never push our candidates and we will never waste your time. Our open and honest conversations discussing your future career allow us to fully understand your ambitions and objectives and enable us to advise you in the best way possible. Whether you are a college leaver looking for your first London role or a high-flying EA at the pinnacle of your career, our team are fully qualified to assist you. We are also here to help with any CV queries, negotiating a pay rise or general career advice. I will be back next week for the next episode of the PA podcast. Have a great week, everyone.